Diana Morton back again. Um, thank you for joining us for another video. This one is very important because it's not just about why I chose that title for the blog and for these accounts and everything, but why I'm even writing about it in the first place or speaking about it. Depends on which platform you're on. Um, so the short answer is because God said it in his word and it is getting so close and I want you to know about it because God wants you to know about it so we'll be saved from the wrath to come in Revelation. Second Peter 3 which I quoted before says but the heavens and the earth which are now preserved by the same word are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The rather longer answer to why talk about this stuff is, God wouldn't have told us any of these things if they weren't important, or if we couldn't understand it, or if they weren't relevant to the readers of his word. Um, like in Revelation 1, when he says, Blessed is he who reads, and those who hear the words of this prophecy, and keep the things which are written in it, for the time is near. Because these are actually truths we can act on. They affect people who read it, their lives, in ways that involve real choices and actual daily living. What the choices boil down to are choosing life, the life that God promises, or death, the death of lies that separate people from God. They're choices that affect your eternal destiny. The prophecies in the Bible are about the end of the world. Sorry, the prophecies in the Bible that are about the end of the world display very vividly what the destinies of every person will be, you know, what it will look like whether it's Israel or Christians or unbelievers. Um, the prophecies, they're big red arrows with flashing lights saying, pay attention, God keeps his promises and that's going to affect you. Knowing what his promises are, the ones he's already fulfilled and the ones he's going to fulfill, because we know he fulfilled the other ones, he, promises he made in the past, they give a person hope if you believe them, unlike anything in this world. I mean, is there anything throughout all of history that we could count on 100%, especially any person? Because other than God, there's no person who could be counted on to do everything they've promised to do. Um, even if they give it their all, because, well, there's always human weakness. I mean, we are not all powerful, you know. Too many things get in the way, like health, other people, just the weather, accidents, but when God says something will happen, it will happen. Nothing can get in his way. God tells us about the future in his word because he wants us to know about these things and to live our lives knowing they're as good as done, knowing that he's coming back that he will judge the world in perfect judgment, that he's keeping 
his promise to restore Israel, that's all through the Old Testament, that he will reign as king and restore his creation, the new heavens and the new earth, and that all the promises that are bound up in those things, they give us hope of a better world to come when the one we're in is literally crumbling around us physically and mentally, morally, everything. It also gives us a purpose to share that hope with others and the simple but profound reality that we do have a purpose. Uh, if you already have your faith in Christ, then this purpose and this hope combine to create a sense of urgency and anticipation. They give us our motivation in life. So motivating. I mean, life seems unbearable sometimes, but it will be over and it has purpose because Jesus Christ is real and he keeps his promises. He is coming and it's looking like we might be the generation that sees him in the air. Like in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 18 talks about, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first, and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. The absolute hope I have that these things will come true. They give me comfort and such joy. Yet they weigh on me because so many people don't have that hope. So many. So I'm sharing it with you. And I pray that the Spirit of God would bring his truth to shine brilliantly clearly for you as well. So that's me done for now. I hope that makes sense of why all these accounts are even here. Um, thank you so much for watching and um, I already quoted them but I'll quote them again. First, Second Peter 3 and Revelation 1. Though the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some count slackness, but is unwilling that any should perish and that all should come to repentance. And Revelation 1, Blessed is he who reads, and those who hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. So, keep your eyes on the clock, and I will see you next time, unless the rapture comes first. And we want to let you know that you can find us on various social media sites, uh, including our own websites, which is gen2300.com. That's just G-E-N-2300.com. No punctuation. Uh, we're on Telegram. We have a channel, which is Generation 2300. Um, and there is punctuation in there. It's 23 dot dot hundred. I don't know how to, what that little thing is called. In between the hour and the minute. Um, we're also on MeWe. We have a community page there. It's the same. It's generation 2300 with the punctuation between the three and the zero. And then we are generation 2300 channel on Rumble. If you want to watch our videos, um, we have 
blog posts and videos and updates on and spread out over those four different places. So hopefully we'll see you there. Thanks for listening.